Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here we are. We're back. What's going to happen when we have to pay Turbo Negro for this song? We'll just do it. <laughs> we'll just dip in. We'll just pay him because it's time. It's we're time, back. We're Friday back. night dump. We're dumping on virus. <laughs> we are dumping on virus. We're coming at you from a tugboat here in 2019. <laughs> dumping on one of 1999's biggest bombs. Biggest bombs. A $70 million bomb. Yeah. 75 straight from space to sort the of, yeah, yeah, ocean. Yeah. Space. Space. Boat. Russia. I still don't understand how this Cyborgs. Went. I still don't understand erector what this sets. <laughs> it's, it really is erector sets. Erector sets. sets. Fuck this movie. Um, it's, great. it's great. Cyborgs. Cyborgs. Robocopy things. Yeah. Sort of a cyborg Donald Sutherland wearing a sail, sailor's hat. Sutherland. It's really weird. This movie is better than Phil thinks. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. The movie's virus. The movie's um, virus. What do we got? Uh, uh, the synopsis. Caught in a typhoon, a tugboat commander uh, commanded by Robert Everton, played by Donald Sutherland, comes across a mysterious near-deserted ship. Excited to find a vessel that could be sold for as much as $30 million, Everton and his crew board and prepare to move the craft, despite the warnings of sole survivor Nadia. When a... Uh, when an alien presence begins mm-hmm. killing off the crew, navigator Kit Foster, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, tries to convince the rest of them to leave before it's too late. Right. Her name was Kelly Foster. Was it? I think. And he, and he thought. You were so sure. I'm pretty sure he, it's Kit. And he thought he could sell it for $300 million. No. Well, yes. And, but, and then they would get 10%. Take so would be. Well, okay. So. Oh, all right. He thought he could basically hold a ransom for three hundred million. Remember that, that you're fucking dunking on Google for its synopsis thought, of virus not being up to snuff. No, I thought they did a good job. Uh, <laughs> no, he thought the ship was for three hundred million, and they can get thirty to Correct. give it back. So they were basically Correct. holding it for ransom. By the way, 
This is a pretty good premise. It's not. This could have been a great yes. movie. Yes, I think this that's what a, you mean when you say this, is this movie isn't that premise. bad. Like, yes. yeah, it, I was thinking that general, as I was watching. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alien. It, it's a simple pitch. It's like, what if Alien was terrestrial, right? Like, what if aliens came to us and, it, and sure. how can we trap our our protagonists? You know, basically, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Let's put them in the middle of some ocean. Don't know if it's Atlantic yeah, it Pacific. They don't, they don't, they don't tell us. No, no specificity. Uh, yeah, they put us in some the middle of some ocean. Mm-hmm. Knock out all the power. The power has to be off technically because these aliens, you know, need the power because they're electric aliens and uh, <laughs> i mean i think that the biggest good flaw, premise well yeah okay from thirty thousand feet great premise problem with this movie one of the problems with this movie is that it doesn't do any deep dive into the logistics or the explanations of what's really going on and they just hope that they can kind of coast on that stuff and in a better directed movie they could have okay that's fair but better they didn't lighted movie with that Be- too better lit better lit movie, movie? Better, better lit i actually thought yeah, I mean this this is one of those those Better premises. Actually, I like Jamie Lee Curtis, I like Billy Baldwin, I like uh Donald Sutherland. I don't have an issue with our three main leads. Um I thought Donald Sutherland, who is not my favorite, I know he's everyone else's favorite for some reason. I don't know what they fucking like him in. But Donald Sutherland is not my backdraft. favorite. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. They backdraft. like him in backdraft. He's, I think he's great in backdraft. I like Billy Baldwin in trap back, back They're both draft. good in that movie. Um I don't think that's a great movie. But uh I love Donald Sutherland in this. I think he got it. He's the only one who got it. I think he got it. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'm in a B movie. Yeah. If, even if his accent makes, I don't know what accent. His he's accent's doing. funny. But <laughs> I boat captain accent. You know what he's? I, I think I realized what he's playing. He's playing the tugboat captain from The Simpsons. Yes, that's exactly what he is. <laughs> he's got the same hat. He's he wears got it slightly askance. <laughs> a little. <laughs> the yeah, that's exactly called, what he's playing. It's called the Sea Star. Yeah, it says sea star on his hat. So the hat looks like the the biggest prop hat that's ever been. This is like honestly, like I think I think you're looking at this movie the wrong way. I think this movie's awesome. Actually, I think I might go higher than I did. You're insane. This movie's not awesome. It's not much worse than Deep Lucy. It's just a silly, nope. and crazy. Wrong. Donald Sutherland's whole thing is he's a, he's 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 pretty much a genial tugboat captain. Right, I know he's not played as. That was the original title. The genial all tugboat, tugboat captains are genial. They're because yeah, they're, they write a tugboat. They're helper ships. Yeah, as I've learned from my two-year-old's book, tugboats are helper ships. So sweetest boats around. Sweetest boats around. <laughs> they pull you out of the muck. And as a, as a third, or push you out of the muck. At a twenty as a twenty-five-year tugboat captain, which is what he is, <laughs> he says it. In, she he does. says it. Yeah, he's been a real sweetheart for twenty-five years, mm-hmm. pushing or pulling people yeah, out, he's out of done. the muck. Well, I know that he's done and he wants to like get his payday. Yeah. But like he his his twenty five year descent into madness, I think is well I, I think it's kind of <laughs> well earned. Yeah, well well earned sure. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't disagree with this any of movie that. It's so much better than you think it is. In the, that it sucks and it's stupid, and don't get me wrong, it's a terrible movie, but it's so much fun. See, I think that this movie needed to be directed by someone who understood that they were making a B movie. Like if this movie was directed by someone who – see, you, Rennie Harlan is the perfect analogy. It's the perfect comparison because Rennie Harlan knew he was making a B movie. He just got to I'm make it for super, $100 million. I'm just not super into that. Like, I, I, I love Deep, Deep Blue Sea, but I'm not super into like the like let's make a no, – no, like B movies aren't B movies because like someone's like let's uh, – you know, let's make fun of everything and like let's not take it seriously. They only work when they're taken super seriously. 
See, but I, I don't. I, okay, I don't agree with that, but I get where you're coming from. Like, I personally speaking, for me, this movie. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis has been very open about how much she hates this movie. Yeah, um, and and that's neither here nor there. I mean, it was a bomb. It was whatever. I, I imagine that you know she she signed up for it. I think there's a there's a sort of James Cameron kisses up against this movie. This director had done some special effects work for James Cameron for many years, and there's sort of there's a little bit of that. And I don't know if perhaps Jamie Lee Curtis coming off of True Lies a couple of years earlier, I don't know why she does this movie. I'm sure it was a good payday. Doesn't matter. I'm sure someone said, but you but, might be an action star. Sure. And by the way, like I wish that Jamie Lee Curtis had a bigger career coming out of True Lies. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's great. I I, I generally you I don't know, really get her. Okay. Okay. That's what, kind do, of, that's, what don't you get about her? I don't her? know. I don't really get her. Like, I like her as Laurie Strode. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And everything else, I just didn't really, I just don't really get her. I think she's great in True Lies. I think that she's. I think she's fine in True Lies. I think she's great in Freaky Friday. I think that. I, I think she's. Yes, I don't know. Okay. Well, what okay. Up, I mean, but what, up, what else is there? I mean, like, what do you mean? What else is there? She's done. I mean, trading places. She's or, in it. I agree with that. All right. Listen, if you don't I, like Jamie Lee Curtis, that's fine. I feel I like just, I feel like these two people, Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. are kind of sainted, and I don't really understand why. I understand why Jamie Lee Curtis is sainted as a human. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand that she's clearly like a very smart, body positive person who is aging with class and uh grace okay and i think there's value in that i think uh-huh. she's i think she's a cultural icon um i also don't think she's given me a lot of performances i give two shits about um i think that i mean i'm, I'm looking at her at her because this is the dump phil so let it all out it is it is the dump uh i'm looking at her first of all i do think blue steel is a, a good movie i think she's good in it okay, i think that, i haven't seen it I think that, and this is maybe the biggest one. A Fish Called Wanda is one of my favorite comedies ever made. Right. I don't really, and I adore that film. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is again, like she's playing kind of just she's she's playing the the femme fatale in that mm-hmm. movie, if you will. Um, but again, she knows how to play off of these pretty comedic, unbelievable. I mean, the, your Monty Pythons and your, your Kevin Kleins and what yeah, have you. Yeah. You either like that movie or you don't. If you don't like that movie, then... I don't so dislike that movie. I think it's a great movie. I don't think it... I don't understand why it's... I, I never understood why a lot of these 80s comedies are um, as revered as they are. I'm with you on that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not... You know, we grew up at relatively around the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Fish Called Wanda comes out in 88. I'm eight years old when that movie comes mm-hmm. out. I remember that film coming out. I remember watching that film as a kid. I've, it's definitely probably top three comedies in terms of the amount of times I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's just a movie that for whatever reason just imprinted on me and yeah. I just adore it. Um, and she's in it. And it's just sort of like I can't really that make matters. that separation. That so I, I do think that I do really love her in that film. Um She's great in True Lies. And then it's sort of, you know, again, coming off of True Lies, I'm sort of surprised that she doesn't really kind of get a rebound. Like she doesn't get another crack at it because she's in the she's in Fierce Creatures, the fish called Wanda pseudo kind of weird sequel thing that they did, which no one went to see. It didn't do very well. And then she kind of goes away for a while. And then there's, you know, Halloween. H2O, then the Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. You know, she's in a couple of these things and she kind of falls into sort of the kid sort of mom roles, 
with your, you know, with your, um, your Freaky Fridays and your Christmas with the cranks and your what have yous. Um, you know, and she's and in Knives Out right now. She's in Knives Out right now. She was in Scream Queens. You know, she was in New Girl. Like, I, she's, I, I like the, Jamie Lee. She's Curtis. got this, like, she, and weirdly, I actually think, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think she's about 60 right now. Mm-hmm. I think Married her, to Chris, uh, Chris Gast. I think her vibe is like cool liberal mom, mm-hmm. you know, who's like, you know, has a kid who's, they, I think her vibe is like Zoe Deschanel's mom, yeah. right? And that and, uh, and yogurt that helps you poop and yogurt that helps you poop <laughs> <laughs> and not air rush photos. I think she. Yeah. I don't mean that in yes, any way. I know. Like that's just one of her things. That's just one of her <laughs> things. <on. laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I think basically, like they're they're she's not going to go away anytime soon because I actually think this feels right. Jamie Lee Curtis and Virus. <laughs> she's bad in this movie. It's just not the right thing. Well, she's not. She. Here's what I Didn't really believe. Richards would have been better because she's, it would have just been more of the like the, the the stupid vibe of this movie. She actually like reads too serious, serious. Yes. Like yeah. she just no, reads too. I I hundred percent agree with you. She's not good in this movie, but I also feel like, as is the case with basically the whole cast, except except for Donald Sutherland, who Donald Sutherland has the the gift, if you will, of being. You know, the 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 veteran actor in this movie who clearly gives no fucks about what's going on. And he's the only one who is hamming it up and chewing the scenery and having fun with it. He demanded that for his cyborg scene, they only do it on one day because he didn't want to fucking do the makeup again, mm-hmm. which took like six hours to put on, which is why they kill the cyborg very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks super dope as cyborg Donald Sutherland captain thing. It's super fun. It's it's funny and weird. It's but super like, funny. I, you know who should have directed this movie is Gore Verbinski. Like yeah. Gore Verbinski would have understood that balance. And for me, it's like there's when the cyborgs show up, there's kind of this, um, they almost feel like the barnacle guys from pirates, uh, two. Sure. Do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? Where they're sort of like they're half barnacle whatever, which is cool. There's cool stuff here. Like, I don't mean to suggest that this movie is a total fucking write-off. Like, once it gets into the tail end and stops being really brightly lit and boring and nothing fucking's happening for the first like for that. like the first hour. Like nothing's happening. It's well it's just All right, so I'll, I'll, the counterpoint. Sure. Uh what's happening, I think, is like a pretty intriguing kind of plot. Like a pretty intriguing, like um, <laughs> Like, you almost made me spit take. Pretty intriguing. And then there were none. Plot, uh-huh. You know, Honor Among Thieves plot thing going okay. on. All right. That's one. Two, <laughs> Gorba Verbinski, yes. I'm going to yes and you. Okay. This could have been a Joe Dante film. Sure. This could have been a uh, – this could have been a uh, – who's your – John Carpenter. John Carpenter film. Who's yeah. your Canadian dude? Vincent Tally? No, 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 no. Vincenzo no. Uh No, no. Existence. Oh, Cronenberg. This could have been David Cronenberg Well, film. that would not have been a funny movie. There were, there's a lot of like weird body horror going on. Cause in this it's, movie. this movie's definitely trying to be, and I, I typed it up. What this I This could have been a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's, it's, it could have been a Peter Jackson movie. Like there's a lot of like, yes, yes, like, yes to all of people, that. A lot of people sure. could have come and sure. like seen this, but I got to give this movie credit because I think the erector set shit as like funny and ridiculous as it is, is like, it's so, it's so gremlinsy. I, I actually like every time we were in the room. So basically what happens for those of you who haven't seen virus, <laughs> which, you know, everybody, <laughs> um, these aliens, 
they basically build robot creatures. They're trying to build like the insides of people. What they're it's really yeah, but then also trying to build like short circuits. All right, short circuit too. So all right, let let they, it's really hard to explain. Except they explain it like literally word for word in the middle of the movie. So they just so, barf up they expo, just barf it up. <laughs> so what I, they think happened is this: there there was a bolt of light in the sky yeah. in the in the in space. Kind of looked like the abyss. Yeah, it kind of looked like the abyss, yeah. which immediately got me thinking. Like, you know, if aliens ever did come to Earth. We would have seen it from from our space stations first. Yeah. That's a pretty good indicator. You know, it's pretty hard yep. to, to get past all of our satellites yep. and all that shit. Okay, moving on. So, yes, like it looks like kind of the abyss. It looks like kind of like, you know, it looks kind of like. Close Encounters. Looks a little bit like. Batteries not included. Batteries not included. A lot like that. Looks a little bit like Linda the Good Witch's bubble. Um, that she comes down in. So it comes from space and it like, Earth, by the way, looks like the shittiest it's ever looked on screen. Bad, bad planet. <laughs> you, you don't want to live there. So this bolt of, of light attacks Mir, the space station. Yes. Like, it just rips just it all up, to shreds. Straight up. I mean, yeah, I guess. They didn't really, they didn't really show like, it. Like UV rays it to shreds. Yeah. And then I think Mir. Sends a signal down to a submarine that communicates with it. So I guess like a submarine that hangs out. In it's the- like it. It's like it pees out the virus into a boat. Perfect. It pees out the virus <laughs> into this the does. into this Russian boat into now, a satellite. Yeah, but I, I, that's not correct because it's not the virus. Man is the virus. Best part of the movie. Um, oh my god! So because that hasn't been uttered eight this, million times. It before. pees out this. Uh, electrical like a, feed, yes, but basically like this, into one of the satellite dishes on the on the ship. Yeah, basically like lightning shoots down, and as yeah. as Richie the engineer says, it's mm-hmm. like sentient light lightning. So it shoots out of the ship. I think does it kill everyone? Yeah, it kills everyone on the ship except well, for Nadia and no, it and well, it, yes, it it slowly turns them into cyborgs. So like basically like you. So the the goal of this electric based alien. Is to build bodies for itself. It, it to use us as parts. It doesn't have body. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a body. And I guess it figures out on this planet, you need a body to get around. And it can't quite figure out whether it should be using human parts or, or making its own making limbs. its own from leftover erector sets. <laughs> that or that are yeah, that, ju- the, the workshops <laughs> that, are ju- <laughs> that are just like <laughs> chilling in like the engine room. They're just like all of these like trinkets. That they are able to make bodies out of. So, yeah, so they get to the workshop and all these little, like, spider like creatures, but these are, again, like, erector set, like, you know, metal creatures are putting like metal spiders. Big old, bigger metal, metal creatures. Yeah, sort of very, very alien, very mother alien thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, but it's it, all right, isn't it's, it? It's all right. Well, no, hold on. <laughs> I'm I'm agreeing with you that like in theory this could have been a good movie. I'm not I'm not disputing that with you. If it 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 wants to be like the thing or annihilation or in script, uh-huh. it's straight as fuck. It's yeah. playing it super serious yeah. and it's it's more of an analogy for like AI and 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 what what makes a human and what doesn't make a human and all that sort of stuff. I also think that this movie is like Y2K paranoia in some weird way too. Sure. Of just like you know, the computers are going to get the us. computers are going to get us. So there's that whole thing. Still true. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not suggesting it's not. The problem is that there's really kind of only two lanes for this. 
which is to your point, the Cronenbergian lane, which mm-hmm. is super serious. It's going to make it's, it's social commentary. It's going to do all of that, but it's going to be executed like a motherfucker. And it's going to be weird as shit, but you're in your thing, your annihilation, your existence, or kind of the quote unquote fun route, like which is the your, Joe Dante. Route, yeah. The Joe the Dante Jackson, or the Peter Jackson or the Gore Verbinski route. But this movie is trying like, the, sure. The thing about this movie. Sorry, Phil. No, the thing right. about this movie is like, it's so ripe. For having one of those guys, yep. you know these guys who became the biggest filmmakers in Hollywood, yeah, like all of them, Gilbert Del Toro, Joe Dante through his own, through like yeah. every fault of his own, like he had every opportunity. Still to love Joe Dante, just to be clear, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all the biggest filmmakers, like how they used to come from like the Roger Corman camp, mm-hmm. now they come from like the gross horror camp, yeah. yeah, right? The definitely the Sam, not Sam Mendes, uh, fucking Sam Raimi, definitely yeah, the yeah. Sam Raimis and. Peter Jackson. I don't know if you've ever seen like, like Eli Roth or that kind of shit. Yeah, I mean that's I, more torture porn. But, but you even know I mean? yeah. you know, to that point, I was thinking about like B movies who are making people who are making B movies with an A movie budget, trying to make a B movie. Or you know, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. And I think those movies like pretty much fucking suck. Um, yeah. Particularly Planet Terror, which is yeah. unwatchable. Yeah, Grindhouse was a that was a dark time. People really love Death Proof, and, and maybe I should rewatch it. But it's okay. But I know what you're saying. It's but, because that stuff. It's like you can't give. Part of the thing here, too, is that this movie is given a $75 million budget, which is a lot of money to a director who's never directed anything. A lot of money. So that's basically like 120, maybe 130 in today. Yeah. Something like that. It's a lot of money to give someone who hasn't directed a movie before based on on like a a graphic novel that no one's ever read. And it's it's just – it needs to kind of be either more shrouded in darkness and more kind of like – more B movie in the sense of, of tactile and less special effects. I like the fact that they built these fucking things. I mean, they're literally, they talk about how the, in the, the special effects, the, um, the Goliath robot at the end was approximately nine feet tall and it weighed an estimated 4,000 pounds. Special effects company hired to create Goliath only had three and a half months to produce the robot from the initial drawings to the finished product. I mean, it's impressive as fuck when that thing shows up at the end. It's cool. It's there's cool shit here. It's just this guy has no idea how to weaponize it. This guy has no idea how to act. I in agree it. with you. He can't direct the actors. Jamie Lee Curtis is is one of the scream queens, and her screams in this are so bad. She's just like it's not she, that scary. It's not scary. She seems completely just. She doesn't give a shit, which I get. Yeah, Billy, Billy Baldwin's Baldwin like nothing. nothing in this movie. It leaves no nothing. impression. I mean, you know, it's unfair to like. Compare it to Deep Blue Sea, which is really, which is a million times better. I agree with you. And even just thinking about like how great like Thomas Jane's character was yeah. in that, like they, they, I agree. They left so much they, on the table, so much on the table. Yeah. And I'm almost giving it too much. I, I, I'm being too nice. You're right. You're, I mean, it's this movie. You're okay. right, Phil. <laughs> because like now, I now I see where you're coming from. You're coming from a place where you're like, no, this could have been brilliant, but sure. it's not. And like it could have been brilliant, and I shouldn't give it like bonus points for being better than like a ten percent of Rotten Tomatoes, which it is. It is. But I gave it a 22. Not, you gave it a 22? That was mine. All right. So we're going to rankings already? I mean, I'm just saying. I like, get, I, I, we're not done 21 minutes in, but I'm just I saying like, I it's gave a it a dump. 22. It's a dump. But like, <laughs> so the movie opens on- Some dumps are- It movie opens you, on- you, Yes. You, oh, you're going to do a I was going to do a little right, So you, you do have the reviews? Yes. All right. Uh, virus opened on January 15th, 1999 in ninth place with $6 million behind Varsity Blues and At First Sight. Can't wait to do At First Sight. This was a, you know, a, 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 dump. a dump itself. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing yeah. This we're movie doing was supposed to come dump. out in 98, yes. um, but this they dumped it in 99. So 98. 
No, <laughs> a year we'll never cover. Uh, no, but you know, at that point, like it is kind of funny that like you and I are stuck doing this stupid movie because it should have been in '98. This this has nothing yeah. to do with 1999. Like, well, because it's it got in under the wire. It was 15 it days into the year in this year. Well, you know when I saw that when I read the synopsis yeah. of this movie because I literally had never heard of it. Um, I thought it was going to be like a really bad counterpoint to the matrix because there is something, no. it's nothing like the matrix. <laughs> okay. Moving forward. But you know, but I, I, that's an interesting idea though. Like, cause it, I mean, this is a, this is a fear technology movie, right? Like this is all about like scary robots, scary robots. They're all going to come and kill us. Conflating that with, with aliens is. And Terminator. Me, well, there's a lot of Terminator imagery in this for yeah. sure. But conflating with alien, like, like conflating like AI and aliens, I think misunderstands both. Sure. Like that's like, those are two very distinct fears Mm -hmm. that people have. Um, And I'm not talking about the fear of aliens or the fear of computers, but fear people. There are a lot of people who are genuinely fear, fearful of technology and Mm -hmm. the intrusion in your life. People who are genuinely fear, fearful of, of living, breathing organisms from outer space or from the water or from Mexico coming into the other or yeah. Or from your neighborhood coming into your life. And these are, you know, these are fears that people have that movies have tried to or all kind of, you know, media pu- media yeah. has tried to unpack and turn the mirror on them. They're not the same. No. You know, they're not yeah. the same. Yeah. So, OK. Uh, it goes on to make $30 million worldwide on a $75 million budget. It's got 10 percent on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, 21 percent from audiences. Not beloved. Not beloved. Uh, Eber gave it one star. Said, ever notice how movies come in twos? It's as if the same idea descends upon several Hollywood producers at once, perhaps because someone who hates movies is sticking pins in their dolls. Whatever. Voodoo dolls. Yeah. yeah. Virus is more or less the same movie as Deep Rising, uh, which opened a year earlier. Both begin with small boats in the Pacific. Both boats come upon giant floating ships and are seemingly deserted. Both giant ships are inhabited by a vicious monster. Both movies send the heroes racing around the ship trying to destroy the monster. Both movies have lots of knee-deep water, firestorms, Spielbergian visual uh, flashlight beams cutting through the gloom and red digital readouts. Deep Rising is one of the worst movies of 1998. Virus is easily worse. Didn't like it. Uh, Bomb Report. The budget for Virus was a pricey $75 million, and it was developed at Mutual Film Company, which packaged the low-rent schlocker. Mutual had inked an equity and distribution arrangement with four overseas companies for their slate of movies that each would invest and distribute in their companies. Mutual had also set up a five-picture co-financing and domestic distribution agreement with Universal, but only four movies materialized and just one made money, which was The Jackal. Virus, Black Dog, and Primary Colors were all box office flops in the quarter investor report from Universal's parent company. Company, Seagram, the dreadful box office performance between Virus and Ed TV mostly contributed to a huge $97 million loss for Universal's film group. Not a great way. Not a great year. Not a great year. But Birth Death Movies talks about Universal in particular, which I think is really interesting. They say, anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. In 1999, there was something pretty amusing. The year produced an inordinate number of movies that were seemingly greenlit by maniacs. <laughs> How else to explain spending $65 million on an adaptation of My Favorite Martian or $80 million on Instinct? Everyone's favorite Instinct, yep. which I'm sure you heard Oh, My, my Favorite Martian coming to you soon. Coming eventually. The Friday Night Times. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be a Friday Night Time. And then obviously, uh, let us never forget Chill Factor, a movie that can best be described as speed on an ice cream truck. 
that nevertheless opened uh, to $11 million on a $70 million budget. But no studio baffled as often as Universal, who routinely spent at least $70 million on seemingly every movie they made, only to see one flop after it's another. true. They had few hits, of course, Notting Hill, American Pie, Best Man. They were all low-budgeted movies. Outside of The Mummy, every big-budget movie they made was a complete flop. Their fourth-highest-grossing film of the year was End of Days, also coming to a Friday night. You think it's too. a dumper? I think so. I'll take a look. You, che- you can check that out. Uh, a movie that kicked off Arnold's seemingly unending string of major misfires. They blew $80 million on Ed TV, a movie no one remembers, uh, but it's fucking great. Everyone should watch Ed TV. Yeah. Didn't make any money, but... No one remembered it until our podcast. Yeah, until we deemed it one of the best movies of 1999. Yep. And they somehow dropped the same amount of money on another movie that we love, Dudley Do-Right. Yeah. Um, they had a great year. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, they dropped so much money on movies that should never have, like, and here's the other thing, too. Like, Dudley Do-Right, okay, fine. So, you know, he does uh, Blash from the Past. Mm-hmm. And that made some money, but still, like, not a lot of money. Well, that would not have been the reason that was green. Sure, it, was, it came uh, out three months before. It's IP, I guess, and Brendan Fraser, I guess. But still, like, I love Dudley Do Right. We can all agree that it's it's an unsung masterpiece. Yes, but they should never have spent seventy or eighty million dollars on Dudley Do Right. That's a that is a no. That's no way. <laughs> that is a bad investment. No, every time that's a bad investment. <laughs> so, um, let Gavin Day end of days. Eleven. There it is. That's we a dump. Seeing you on the dump. <laughs> Yeah, wow. it's I remember I saw that in the theater. Um, but all of this is just a way of saying that this movie could have been good in the right hands. If you gave seventy five million dollars even to some like interesting up and coming young filmmaker at the time, they would have given you a better movie than this. Mm-hmm. It should also be said, too, that and I, I, I don't know that I necessarily have all of the numbers to back this up, but in general, special effects people moving over to becoming a director doesn't always pan out so great um the the one that comes to mind is catwoman the the pitoff. halle berry one the pitoff pitoff yes yeah uh it's one of those things where i'm not convinced that that the the sort of the subtlety or the nuance or quite frankly the various knives you need to keep in the air to be a director is equivalent to the work that you do in special effects. Not to take anything away from the work that people do in special effects. They're very different fields. You know, you you have to come from somewhere. Yeah. You know, I think about this with, uh, I mean, a very easy way to look at this is with football coaches. Okay. Um, you know, football has three distinct components. You have offense, you have defense, you have special teams. Yep. The majority of head coaches come from offense or defense very rarely someone comes from special teams. Um, no matter where you come from, in general, you have an area of expertise and an area where you need to farm it out to someone else. You need to farm out the defense and special teams to someone else and sometimes personal decisions to someone else, whatever it is. There's no way to, to have everything. So when you have a director, some come from cinematography, some come from acting, some come from special effects. One of the biggest directors right now is the guy who does John Wick, who's a stuntman yep. or stunt coordinator. Stuntman turns stunt coordinator. So it's hard to say where these guys are going to come from. And every element of movie making, every every single element, when you're involved in productions, you realize this, mm-hmm. has a very close eye on the script. You know, they all understand story. Mm-hmm. That being said, I agree with you that it doesn't seem like necessarily special effects 
is you, yeah. unless you're willing to to work very hard at learning some things that don't come naturally to you or or um I mean there's a lot delegating of delegating things to to other people. So this makes me think of of two filmmak two filmmakers come to mind here. And it's and I don't want to paint with too broad a brush because I do think that there's a lot of filmmakers that started in special effects. James Cameron started in special effects, David Fincher started in special effects, Peter Jackson. Like there's no shortage of guys because it's mostly guys cuz this is a terrible industry. Bros. Um that have started there and found a way to elevate and get to, you know, and, and understand all the sort of machinations of it. But as we can also see, there's the flip side to that, which is people that don't. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I think that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. For instance, uh, Len Weissman started as working in props. On uh, you know he 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 built the uh, uh, Orion's belt from uh, from Men in Black, cool, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Like it's stuff like that that is just like that's really cool. That's you know someone that started something small and tactile and and built a career to that, and that's fucking awesome. It's um, a pretty good example of what I'm talking about, by right. the way. Too, you can't build Orion's belt mm -hmm. without understanding how pivotal Orion's belt is to the story yeah. and exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I've noticed this particularly with, with cot, with wardrobe, uh -huh. you know, how closely wardrobe keeps an eye on what becomes, what comes before. Good wardrobe. Yeah. What yeah. comes before, what comes after, why a character would be wearing what they're wearing, mm -hmm. what they need to wear for story purposes and character purposes. I don't think anybody thinks of that. I think people who don't understand the way the industry works thinks these are, you know, primarily women who like fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's so far from. I mean, that might be that might not that might not be far for the truth. In that, that might be a lot of them, but it's so much more than that. Absolutely. So. I mean, I think it's also that that specificity is what you're talking about. Like yeah. the problem with this movie is it lacks any specificity. This movie yeah. is just it, it's it it is really just oh, wouldn't it be cool if? And you know, you talk about the the costumes or wardrobe is a perfect example of. There's a part of me that feels like the director of this film, and I, I obviously wasn't there. I don't know. But there's that idea of uh, a, a costume designer coming up to a director and being like, what do you think of this? And, and him being like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, fine. Like you've got to yeah, be in totally. every part of this. And that hat that Donald Sutherland wears is just absurd. I love it. I know but you love it. That's actually great. That's a great but, part. But you understand my point, right? Which is like, well, it took me out of it. Now there's something fun about it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it necessarily, but it's like the time is not being put into the details. I think I thought this movie mm -hmm. 
whether it was on purpose or not on purpose, was sillier than you did in a, in a, in a, in a self-aware way. Like, I think that, that, that the, the captain is wearing a hat askance that says sea star on it yep. is so funny to me. And like the, the erector said, shit is so funny to me. Like they, the way, like the little spider guys were like, look at them through eyes that clearly weren't eyes. You know? <laughs> like, well, let me ask that's you, it's not how they see. Okay. I, and, and I know we, we've had this discussion on in the, in the case of many films, but I'm, I'm going to come back to it. Intent. Intent is everything. And I don't feel like this director had any intent. Now, you can sit there and say, like, his hat being slightly askew. I'm not really. Is funny, and it is, but I don't think he meant it to be. I, I don't well, think that, you know, the erector said, it's funny to us. Like, when, we, when they walk into the, into the um, uh, what's it called? The room where they're all, where they're building. Yeah. yeah. It, I was like, this is hilarious, but I don't think it was meant to be. All of these little little robot things all give this look like they're caught naked in an orgy. <laughs> it's so funny. All right. So, like perfectly all right. <laughs> so they all like look up they're like, Oh, you got what? me. <laughs> so, all right. So I, I feel like I'm calling you out a little bit, me? but the whole idea I'm about to, okay. but the whole idea is that you assume intent. You don't yeah. like sit back and be like, I don't think you're, I don't think it's, so that's one. But the other, on the other hand, like, you know, you're allowed to, you're allowed to look at the movie on the whole uh-huh. and say, well, these things don't really thematically and tonally work together. I don't think that there's a greater idea here. Therefore, I don't – if this was what they intended, like, mm-hmm. you know, if this giant canvas is what they intended, then it's a mess. So I – I, I'm not really defending the movie. No, I know I th- you're not. I think you know we're on the same page. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think we both of, want, wanted. This we're is, surprised at at the premise being halfway decent. Premise was three quarters of the way decent, and and that some of it was executed well. But the stuff that was executed here's the thing. I think almost none of it was executed well. I agree with you. Uh, but I think I would, the script I would, was probably better than the movie. Sure. And the lines weren't laughable. So many of these dumpy movies were sitting here like quoting quarterback dialogue. Like, there. like, like this is like the dialogue. The dialogue wasn't bad. So, That's fine. It's, I actually think that right. the director comes actually you're shows right. up for the final 40 minutes or so of this movie. I thought mm-hmm. when, first of all, all the lights get turned out. Mm-hmm. So you, there's actually some suspense being built. Um, and, and you really get to see the fucking robots. Because up until that point, it's just he doesn't know how to direct these actors. No, it's, he doesn't know anything about actors. <laughs> so it's that. Uh, I'm going to read a quote from Jamie Lee Curtis on her feelings about virus. Okay. Virus is so bad that it's shocking. That would be an all-time pe- That would be the all-time piece of shit. It's just dreadful. That's the only good reason to do bad movies. Then when your friends have bad movies, you can say, "Ah, I've got the best one. I'm bringing virus." Like bad movie parties. Like. I sort of understand where she's coming from. I don't think it's so bad. It's shocking. We we've seen a lot of movies that are so bad. It's shocking. Well, sure. I mean, I think Bicentennial Man is so bad. It's shocking. I think Simon Says. Simon Says is so funny. But <laughs> Simon Says is better than this. Like, yes, it is. It definitely is better. It's more fun. And that exactly movie, that movie Simon Says, but it knows what it's doing. Yes, that Simon Says 
doesn't offend me in even though it's like it's it's well aware of what it's making. Sure. It's like, you know, they just they just made the souffle with the with the yeah. ingredients in front of them. You're it's giving like, fucking yeah. Dane Cook, Dennis Rodman, the giant monk, yeah. the fucking Italian Riviera and all these cars and also a bee who and also a electrical magnet. Insane. Um gadgets. Would if we if we were doing the dumps back when Simon says, but Simon says a bit of dump? Yes, it's it's not registered on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't. It didn't even it show didn't, up. Yeah. All right. So I'm just, yeah. My, that's sort of my 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 biggest feelings about this movie are that it it's a wasted opportunity. Um, it does show up. It shows up as a zero. <laughs> Seventeen reviews. Zero. There you go. So it would be in the dump. It would. It would, it would be have been. It would have been in the dump. <laughs> um, I, I think that there. I think that there's some nice metaphors in this. I think that there's some nice ideas in this. Yeah. I don't think that this movie is a total disaster in terms of like wanting to be a halfway decent film. It just can't do it. This director is incapable of, of executing that. Um, there's no energy to it. It keeps relying on score to pump up everything. The first 45 minutes to an hour, I honestly think is just, is really boring. Um, but you know, I think that I, I think that there's some good stuff there. Uh, I, I think that the, as I said, the special effects are really great. Um, so I'm gonna let's just breeze through the plot real quick here, sure. so we can just kind of you know, uh, the credits are, are is I laughed. <laughs> it's just giant green pixelated virus. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that's it. Yeah, it's bad. It's great. Uh, the CG stuff in space was terrible with the Russian space station. All that it really looked bad. Terrible. Um, you know, it's just, it's not good. The whole sequence is not great. Um, everyone is dialed up to 11. The actors are just, everyone's just doing, I don't know. I think it's not great. Um, do you have any thoughts on the beginning of this? No. I'm trying to find our letterbox. I want to play better or worse than you. Better or worse with you. Okay. Well, you can, uh, if you can find it, great. Um, then you've got the scene where Everton is like considering shooting himself. Do you remember yeah. that scene? Yeah, early on. Yeah, like why? Well, he was going to shoot someone else, right? No, his own fucking face. He was going to shoot his own face. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he was going to shoot his own fucking face. Um, they're scoping out the ship for what feels like forever. It's all in the daytime. Daytime stuff is fucking terrible with this type of stuff. Didn't hate that. It removes all suspense. Which is not great, but, you know, potentially a, potentially like, you know, a counterbalance to what's going to come later. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, there's a character named Squeaky. Yeah, Squeaky dies pretty quickly because he's named fucking he's Squeaky. Named squeaky, yeah. Like you, it's always safe yeah. to say that the guy that like the funny whatever, he wasn't even funny, he's just Squeaky. He just sucked, uh, and he's just he's just pulled into a into like a hole a by room. a bunch of cords. He's supposed to be like that was cool. He was supposed to be a he was supposed to be like the likable, um, like sidekicky guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah I think he has one scene with he's Billy Baldwin, ineffectual. And, yeah, and then he does. He gets pulled into a hole by yeah. electrical cords, and then later he Sentient like electrical you sort of see him for five seconds. He probably sat in makeup for seven hours. He turned for, into a for five uh, he seconds. Into a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a few robots. Uh, then um, Nadia shows up. Yo, her re-entry in this is crazy. She's wearing a crazy Russian spacesuit. With a fucking machine gun, just start shooting at and our crew. Gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know who it is. 
and she just starts shooting. She just she, starts she, unloading she a fucking a, machine gun out of nowhere, like like she re, like a, a reverse nerd from yeah. a from right. a locker. You right. know, like you stick the nerds yeah. in the locker. She yeah. emerges from one of those, and lockers. it just starts. Fi- and the fact that no one is shot is a miracle. She but fires the, so many rounds of these people. So she's hysterical about it, quote unquote, needing power to travel through the ship. And it is a fair, though. That's the, probably a good pronoun. It? Yeah, it because it doesn't. It's genderless. Don't know what it is. When it, it ends up yes. never having a gender, it's called the intelligence. I think later on. Well, it is smarter than us. I mean, <sighs> wait till it starts talking. You know how I feel about this. What about about you know sentience, sentience, and all that stuff? Like there is a little seed of like transcendence. Yeah, this is kind of what it would be. This is kind of what it would be. <laughs> you know, like it's so funny because like I love what Richie is like. This thing, this thing thinks it's smarter than me. Yeah, I'm like, well. It is. It is. Like, I don't care how smart you are. I am smarter. I'm not the smartest human. I'm smarter than the smartest dog. I'm smart. Like this is a a higher form of life. Form of life. Or Everything anyway. that is that is that is electrical alien is smarter than the smartest human. So yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you that. But I guess you know a pack of wolves could take me down, which is kind of what happens in this movie. Yeah, it takes Richie down. They take the whole. Well, yeah, no, but they take down the. Oh yeah, the sentience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she fucking barfs up a bunch of expo about this 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 virus yeah. thing that came down. Blah blah blah. The the robot workshop is silly, but I was all about it. It was like just a. It was a room of a bunch of robotic arms yes. building stuff. No robotic arms, and then it like the heads like turn at one point, yes. and then they start firing nails at people. Yeah, they fire nails at people. <laughs> It's it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, Patricia. It's like Patricia Arquette in True Romance when she holds up. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it's like you got. It's like you that got, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Exactly. you got. Yeah. What did you, you say? Got guts, kid. You got guts, kid. Uh, oh man, what a movie! It's you a good movie. True Romance. Uh, yeah, should we do True Romance? Mm-hmm. Just a quick uh, fifteen-minute True Romance. Yeah. Uh, the cyborg body that they bring up is it's a Russian guy. It's a Russian guy with like a brain. With a computer inside the brain, which like, when they the start explaining this shit, you're like, he's covered in, I'd say maybe an eighth of his body is covered in skin. The rest of it is just a tangle of wires and and what have you. Yeah, he kind of looks like the Terminator at the end when like the the bot like the skin yeah. is ripped off and you see a lot of like metal, metal, but it's almost like the opposite in that like they're trying to build the skin around the metal and they're in the middle. Of that. Yeah. There's a lot of like half skin people. Yes, machines. That's that's the majority you. of this movie. By the once once it really comes to, yeah. to but like when it grabs her arm, cool cool moment. Yeah, they cut the arm they off. Cut the arm off. Like you know, this stuff's kind of cool, but again, it's like not enough, in my opinion, to really pull you through the first forty five minutes to an hour of this movie. But that's neither here nor there. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, then Woods is killed. A robot just like punches yeah. through his chest, which What's is pretty rad. Name? He's in a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. But I'll that was out. that was pretty cool. His guts like were all over the place, which was kind of rad. Oh yeah, I loved when the robot went through his chest. Yeah, it was awesome. That was cool. Very yeah, alien. Probably the best movie. Yeah, part of the movie. Um, you know, then they're they're basically just you know they're barricading themselves in the communications room where Richie sends out Mayday. His name is Marshall Bell. He's in everything. Uh, Everton shoots out the radio. Um. Oh, okay. Then, so, okay. Richie uses the computers to talk to the alien credited as the intelligence. It tells them that it is aware and mankind is a virus and that it is using us as spare parts. Like, literally the robot, the robot, the intelligence starts using the speaker system 
in a, in a very menacing way. Yeah. But not particularly, but like yeah. laughably. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. It's and, I mean, later they ask if, you know, Donald Sutherland is the, um, is the dominant life form. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then they turn him into a fucking cyborg. Yeah. Right move. Correct me. Uh, then they, oh, okay. So then they realize, um, that. Oh, I want to say one more thing. Yeah. All right. So humans are the virus. Again, I do think this might have been a missed opportunity. There is a metaphor there. Like, yeah. what if we're the virus, right? Yeah. Like, what if we're the virus and this boat is the capsule or is not the capsule? The boat is the, um, cure. No, no, no. Like the, the body, but there's a better word. Um, vessel? the vessel, which it is, but literally, metaphorically. Yes. and we're the virus and the boat's the vessel and the, you know, the intelligence or whatever is the, you know, the, the sentience, the brain, yeah. whatever. And, you know, it's basically just a giant allegory for how we kill viruses within our body. Um, it's a little muddy because the boat, because <laughs> really the intelligence is the one that's trying to turn the body. The intelligence is the yeah. cancer trying to turn the boat against yeah. its hope. It doesn't work. It's a, it's a, it doesn't really work. But that's what I mean. I think there's something here that could have been cool. Like, no, absolutely. If, if, if someone did another pass on the script, Right, I know. I and was they were giving it, it to somebody else. Watching it, I'm like, there's, there's something here. We're almost there, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, Foster identifies that um, that the ship is moving and it's on its way to Lord Howe Island, where there's a British intelligence station, and they can seize control of the world's military. World's military. What it says? Military. World's military forces. As they decide to sink, the survivors are confronted with the now cyborg Everton, which is. Sutherland. Sutherland. Cyborg Sutherland, gross, but kind of cool. Yeah, he's kind of A lot of stitches. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, yeah. Then he dies very quickly. Um, then they see the giant robot, the big fucker. Yeah. Um, it's, it looks cool. Um, Richie, mortally wounded, tells Steve, who's Billy Baldwin, that uh, that he prepared a, a ejection seat that they can use just you know, because oh god, they, it looked so bad. Oh my god, the ejection part of this. First of all, I didn't even really understand the logistics no, of it because it took so long for them to actually eject out of the like. There was another. Thing there was a thing in front of them. them. <laughs> it was like this, and then I was like, "What's happening?" And there was like it was built for one, but then they went with two. <laughs> and they went with two, like, and she's like, "No, you're coming with me." Point. Like, because you was, don't even see them really. Like, you see them eject. There's one sort of like quote unquote money shot of them being ejected out. And then you never see them land. You, th- that thing would have fucked them up. Cause like, th- I don't even know how many hundreds of feet in the air that thing would have projected them. They obviously also took out a love story between these two. Sure. Because that's Keanu and Sandra Bullock at yes. the end of speed, yes. Yes. which is like so sexy. Yeah. Like they took out a love story. And so then they're like, they're, you know, they're basically in missionary yeah. going out on this ejector. Yeah, it's seat. ridiculous. It's not an ejector seat. It's an ejector bed. It's right? an ejector bed with a missile attached to missile it. Missile attached to it yeah. that Richie made for one, but it could also fit two if you're in love. Right. So, And um, then like Nadia sacrifices herself. She shoots a flare gun at these gas tanks to kill the intelligence as they shoot themselves out of the thing. Yeah, they didn't seem that hard to kill. And then <laughs> and then like and then Jamie Lee Curtis wakes up it in the water. Super fast. And she like thinks she's attacked by a robot person, but she's not. She's in a chopper. Yeah, flying towards and oh, and then there's a British sea captain that says that's one hell of a flare. I mean, it's just it's the whole thing is just like is that how it ends? Yes. What are we doing next week on the dock? <laughs> what you want to do? Four, that's it. I well, mean, I don't know. What else we got? 
You want to talk about Billy Baldwin? I was looking at yeah. Billy Baldwin's filmography. I was looking at Donald Sutherland's filmography, so, but like it's, Billy Baldwin, I think I like him in Backdraft. All right, fine. Backdraft. I liked him in Parenthood. I literally, I, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. I don't remember. Well, no, it's a TV show. He wasn't in the. Movie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just like Parenthood. You like I everyone like Parenthood. Was in it. Yeah, he was good in it. So because, like, you know, okay. So Billy Baldwin, William Baldwin, brother of Here's Stephen Baldwin. Yes, of course. sure. Here's my question. Yes. Just Billy Baldwin always feels like a younger Alec Baldwin. Like Not when Alec anymore. Well, but like when Alec Baldwin that sort of that time before like I guess what I'm saying is Billy Baldwin feels like Alec Baldwin in uh Hunt for Red October. In this movie? It's bad right? that, yeah. It's like he's a B version of that. And he's always kind of felt that to me. He does except like okay, that's fair. So, like, Billy Baldwin feels like Alec Baldwin if Alec Baldwin never evolved. Yes. As an actor. Correct. Correct. Right? So, if, like, Hunt for Red October mm-hmm. or in, like, Malice version of yeah. – uh, if he – so, but Billy Baldwin has this really kind of weird sixth sense for picking, like, really super schlocky, high-budgeted yeah. studio movies. Yeah. Like, this Sliver. is one of them. Sliver is, like – that's a Sharon Stone movie. Like that that yeah. doesn't and that was a big novel. That doesn't yeah. have to be a bad movie. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Fair game with Cindy Crawford. Oh yeah, that's a bad movie. That's like one that's of the a worst. bad movie. Power Maniac's Love Story is a terrible movie. Yeah. Um He's yeah, he hasn't had a great career. No, and then like for the last twenty years, he's been doing guest a lot of guest TV. stop guest yeah. shot sorry, guest stops on guest roles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on good shows. Yes. He's done a lot of that because he still has a bit of a name. He is. Um, and he also was in Squid in the Whale in a small role and was amazing. Um, aside from that, he's just been doing he's, like he's, I will say this about movies. him. He's likable. Like there's something charming about him. He's watchable. Like he's not a great actor, but I think he knows what he is. If, and I think people, when they use him right, can you know, it's fine. If Stephen Baldwin didn't exist, sure. would Billy Baldwin just be a national joke? No. If Steve... No. Stephen and Daniel Baldwin. So there's the Republican right. What's Daniel doing? And he's like a addict brother. Oh. So he's been on like celebrity rehab a bunch of times. Uh, okay. So you have that one. You have like these two brother tropes, right? You have like the, the brother tropes. Yeah. You have like the addict brother. Yeah. And you have like the Republican brother. Yeah. So you know, also like he was also the crazy brother. He's like Eric Roberts, right? Mm-hmm. With the you know daughter who like you don't even understand what happened there. Billy Baldwin like is. I don't know. Like, is he? Who is he? Like, like, what brother is he? Is he kind, yeah, is he kind he's of like kind of Bill nondescript. Bridges? Like, who yeah. know what famous brother is he? Who's like, oh. who has a brother who's like also a movie? You know who he is? Who is he? Uh, and, and he's not like this, but the closest I can think of, he's like Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, that's fair. Yeah, like a, he's the Luke like to, a to movie Alex Starish guy. Yeah, he's like a movie yeah. starish guy. <laughs> I know? mean, Alec Baldwin's just like he's one of those guys. Like that's that's a storied career. Like that's a oh, guy yeah. who's just you know he's. He, I don't know. He's just he's he's one of those Story guys. Career. He is like couldn't put it back. There's kind of a moment in his career where you're just like, oh, I guess it's over, and then it's not. And there's like a whole second life of and yeah, you know, the tabloids and, and the this and the that. First. It's it's good stuff. Second life, Alec. Alec, funny Alec. Yes, funny Alec. Alec that like weaponizes Thirty Rock and gets what. Oh, this is what what people want from me now. It was really to me weaponizing his Saturday Night Live hosting gigs. Yes, yes. The shorty ball stuff where yeah, people are like. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, the relationship with Lauren, the relationship with yep. Tina, like, 
And then he did the, you know, the smaller roles. Yes. Alec became something else entirely. Yeah. And uh, he'll, he will go down as one of our yeah. like greatest Hollywood stars. Steven had some good, I mean, Steven's great in Usual Suspects. Fucking incredible. Uh, I actually kind of like Threesome. That movie's like not terrible. That's not a 99 movie, is it? No. I mean, it seems like it. It's true, but it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's, uh, it's unfortunate, he's okay it's unfortunate yeah. that he lost his mind and, and became a, you know, a, a, a red state crazy Republican. But, but Baldwin's are like a, a famously liberal family. Right. So right. like Alec and, and Billy Billy are bleeding heart liberals. Yeah, yeah. They're like famously liberal. So I think that it's interesting how hard the other direction Stephen went. Yeah. I mean, I guess he was like, I got to find my own lane. They're, it's not like they hate each other. Yeah. Well, they were all killed in South Park. That was, that was, so that was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's better than being a Baldwin? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also like I'll I'll always think of the um, the line from Clueless. He's such a Baldwin. Such a Baldwin. Yeah, like yeah. it's just it's a verb. That was even before this whole romp. It's just Baldwin's yeah. just yeah. fucking hot dude. Yeah, they were good guys. All right, so all right. so Billy's all right. Billy's all right. We don't have any more in '99 with him, right? Is that it? Uh, Billy, no. Okay, uh, I was just gonna look up with Stephen. Steve. Um, I mean, I don't think we have any other. Um, oh wait a second, we, we might. have some bad Steve. We have the sex monster, which I'm what guessing is a dump, is and friends and lovers, which might be a dump. Okay, I don't know. So we'll be that. seeing him. We'll be seeing him in the dump. We don't, unfortunately, have any more um, Donald Sutherland. This is the end of our our '99 with him. Yep. Um, you know, we we almost had Space Cowboys. We were so close to having Space Cowboys, mm-hmm. but uh, that's a 2000 movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I Donald Sutherland and uh, um, oh my god, um, uh, Plumber are two that weirdly mix up in my brain i plumber is like plumber's the, better the fact that uh, uh, the fact that christopher Plummer was captain von trapp yeah so 55 yeah. something like that 55 years ago he was already playing like kind of an old man um <laughs> and still kicking and we won an oscar a couple years ago for beginners uh, he won an oscar well, yeah, dude you're gonna be surprised i think beginners was 10 years ago beginners, beginners was like 2010 uh, it Maybe 2011, is, I think like it's, that. I think it's 2010 or 2011. You might brain. Um, Friends and lovers, 7%. See you Sweet. in the, dump, See in the dump. See in the dump. Uh, beginners is great. Just watched it recently again. Love it. He deserved his Oscar. Um, yeah. I mean, guys, that was virus. I don't know. Watch it. Don't watch it. I, I mean, I, I would say it's on stars right now. Kenny's favorite network. Mm-hmm. Um, stars with a Z. Mm-hmm. Love stars, it. stars of the Z. Yeah. Um, you know, it's if you got if you're subscribed to Stars, there's a worse way to spend 90 minutes. All right. So you have it as a you you said 22. I, I said 22, and I, I mean that's pre podcast. I'd say after podcast. I mean, I think I'm, I'm. I mean, I'll go up a little. I'll go up to 25. I had a 47 on it. <laughs> podcast. Oh my god. Um, and I'm I'm only going to drop down to like a 40. <laughs> but I like feel like I feel that you you've given you've given so many like. <laughs> north of 50 reviews to things like to things where you're just like oh sure if you're in the mood if you're, it's like late at night and like you were interested in Irish that's, history I, that's like, not how um, I've ever I've never are you talking about Angela's Ashes right now did you give it a north of a 50 probably because the performances are strong in that movie <laughs> I mean it's, it's not a great movie but like I give it a 40 I'm giving it a 40. I'm not going to go any lower. I don't think this is like the worst movie we've done by a long shot. I'm playing, um, I'm playing, I'm playing better or worse. I found our letter. Oh, great. Okay. So, 
All right, are you ready for better or worse? I am. I'm for, always, our first I'm installment. Ready. This might be a. This might be <laughs> a, be a hallmark of, the, might be a of dump. the dump. Yeah, it might be a dump bit. Okay. All right, better or worse, Phil? Yeah. Stuart Little. Uh, that's tough. I think this movie is worse. Better or worse, Detroit Rock City. Oh, this is better than Detroit Rock City. Better or worse, <laughs> that movie sucks. The Haunting. This movie's better than The Haunting. Yeah, I agree with that. Better, close. Better or worse, the Slaughterhouse Rules. Oh, it's a tough one, right? That is a tough one. Uh, Slaughterhouse Rules. I think I dislike that more than this because it thinks that it's a high-minded movie. I think it's better than that movie. Virus. Um, virus is better. Virus. Than yeah. Better or worse, Play to the Bone. Um, I think Play to the Bone is better than this. I would have said that too. <laughs> um, and finally, uh-huh. better or worse. Mickey, Mickey Blue Eyes. Uh, this is better than Mickey Blue Eyes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> better than Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> this is going to be kind. going to be great. Because it's like these movies are, it's hard to like ride for them. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know about you, but like, I'm not coming into any of these movies just for our, for our listeners sake. I don't have my knives sharpened. No, like, me neither. I want them, I want them to be good. I, I want them to be good. It's more fun if it's they're good. It's more fun if they're yes. good. And it's more fun if there's just something to talk about. Like, if it's, yeah. like, I understand, uh, how this got made. I think it's super fun. I get that podcast. I, I, I totally understand people that are just like coming in to dunk on a movie. That's not how I'm coming into any of these. Now, it might happen. Because we did out of towners, but like, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you have a virus and you think like, maybe there could have been a good movie here and you know, it's, it, it wasn't, but you know, it's not fun. I mean, the only, I mean, I love how to, I used to love how, how did this get made? <laughs> sure. And it gets a little tiresome because they do the same thing every episode. The yeah. best episode of that is when they did face off and they started a real, or was really Jason Manzoukas was like, wait, this movie's fucking great. Yeah. He like, <laughs> For some reason, these people didn't think Face yeah. Off is great. Like the only Which fucking crazy. three people yeah, in the world who don't think that movie's yeah. great. And Jason Manzoukas was like, guys, this is actually great. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he, yeah. Right, he didn't go into like, like yeah. defending it. He was just like, no, no, no. I love this. I love yeah. this. So, um, I, I desperately yeah. want like the Duddle to do. I think we're going to find these. Um, I think we're oh, going to find for sure. For I sure. thought this had some, some serious potential, but ultimately virus <laughs> is a solid 40 or a solid 25. <laughs> We've done a lot worse. We've Mickey done a lot worse. We will do so worse. Much worse. The real virus is, is, is humans. The real virus is me and you deciding we were going to do every 1999. <laughs> <laughs> are you regretting it now the in this moment? 1999 are the virus. <laughs> no, no, no. I love to. I, I, the dumps are why I'm here. The dump, no, I'm serious. Like that's the fun to oh, me. Fuck, like, man. like anybody can do a podcast about being John Malkovich. No it's one true. else is doing the podcast about virus. That's true. So that's yeah. when that's people type in to the internet now or whenever this releases. Sure, virus nineteen ninety ninety nine. This podcast episode will will appear, it and will people be, will get to listen to it if they really want to. If Ernie does his job, it will be a top <laughs> Google. It'll be, it'll be number <laughs> one, number <laughs> one with a bullet. You get your search engine yeah. optimization right. Yeah, you will be seeing virus nineteen ninety nine at the top. Yeah. just right. like Jamie Lee Curtis wanted. Bye, peace. Nine. 
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 